Welcome to From Betrayal to Breakthrough. I'm Dr. Debbie Silber, and today's guest is Dr. Ellen Albertson. Dr. Ellen is a psychologist, registered dietitian, national board certified health and wellness coach, Reiki master, and mindful self-compassion teacher. The Midlife Whisperer, she empowers women to get unstuck and find the confidence, energy, and clarity to make their next chapter their best chapter. An inspirational speaker and expert on women's well-being, Dr. Ellen has appeared on Extra, the Food Network, and NBC World News, and has been quoted in Psychology Today, Eating Well, and USA Today. She's written four books and articles for Self, Better Homes and Gardens, and Good Housekeeping, and was the online nutrition expert for women's health, men's health, and the abs diet. She brings over 25 years of counseling, coaching, and healing experience to her holistic practice and transformational work. And betrayal impacts us on so many levels. And today, we're talking about how it affects us energetically. We're taking a walk through the chakras to see how betrayal trail affects each energetic portal, the role of self-compassion and what it plays in healing. And of course, get ready for lots of suggestions on how to regain our balance so we feel more grounded and in control. You are going to so love this conversation I had with Dr. Ellen. Here we go. Okay, everybody. So we're with Dr. Ellen Albertson today. And, you know, so much of betrayal, when we're hard hit, we, we really need to be a little more compassionate to ourselves. And she's going to be talking about healing from betrayal from that self-compassion perspective and just also addressing it from, from an energetic perspective. We're going to be talking about the chakras and so much more. So you're in for a real treat. Welcome, Dr. Ellen. Great to be here. Thank you, Debbie. I'm so excited to share this information. I'm so excited about the work that you're doing and shining a new lens on betrayal, which really happens to all of us. It, it absolutely does. From a family member, partner, friend, self, we just live long enough and it's, something's going to happen. So first of all, let's talk about what is self-compassion? Well, self-compassion actually is uh, basically treating yourself the way that you would a good friend. So if you think about the word compassion, the word compassion means to suffer wish, with. There is this active element of turning towards yourself. And so often, particularly when we're talking to women at midlife, we, we put everybody else first, right? Our partners, our kids, our job, you know, the house, the dog, and then we have no energy for ourselves. When we do turn towards ourselves, we often feel guilty. And so with self-compassion, what you do is you start to think about treating yourself the way you would a good friend, kindly, without criticism, noticing when you're suffering, and then figuring out what do I really need to feel better? And you know, it's so interesting because I say to people, if you spoke to your friends the way you spoke to yourself, you wouldn't have a friend in the world, right? We're so kind and loving and considerate to others. And, and think about like, what do we say to ourselves? We beat ourselves up. We're, we're so, we're not nearly as kind as we, as we can be to ourselves. So how, how can we cover, let, let's talk about healing from betrayal from this self-compassion standpoint. What are some ways we can do that? Great. Well, the first thing is to think about the three elements of self-compassion. So the first element is to be kind to yourself rather than critical. Now, we all have this inner critic, right, which gets very activated. And when you've been betrayed, you often think, oh, my God, what's wrong with me? Why did I do this? I was so stupid, et cetera. Right? And you would think you need that self-critic to motivate you to move forward. But what happens with self-criticism is that self-criticism actually ignites the fight and flight response. Cortisol gets uh, excreted in our hormones. And so it really shuts us down. So with self-compassion, what you do is you, again, use that tone of a good friend. Like you turn to yourself and say, 
gosh, Ellen, or gosh, Debbie, this hurts so much. I'm here for you. I love you and I care about you. And I know that you can get through this. So that's the first piece, being kind rather than critical and starting to listen when you hear that self-critic and sort of tell that self-critic to like, you know, take a hike. Thank you very much. I know you're trying to help me, but I've got this new voice that I'm trying to cultivate. So that's number one. Number two is called common humanity. So, so often when we get betrayed, when things go wrong, whether we're betrayed by someone else or ourselves, um, we think it's just me. We feel really, really isolated with self-compassion. We realize, you know, shit happens, right? We all go through betrayal. We all get, you know, stabbed in the back. We all betray ourselves. We experience difficulty so that, you know, the Buddha had it right. Suffering is part of life. And that's that common humanity piece. And when we realize that lots of people go through these types of things every single day, we don't feel so alone. And the third component is called mindfulness. Now, this is a little different when you think about mindfulness in the, the uh, context of mindfulness-based stress reduction. You're thinking kind of about meditation, being present. With mindfulness in the context of self-compassion, we notice when we're suffering because you can't give yourself compassion. You can't turn towards yourself with a desire to alleviate your suffering unless you actually realize that you're suffering. So when you notice it, instead of plowing forward, and that's usually what we want to do, right? We want to just solve things or we want to like get back at that person. We want to get angry. You just stop. You give yourself a hug or maybe a hot bath or a cup of tea, or you go for a long walk, talk to a friend, get some therapy or some coaching. Instead of just going right into that problem solving mode or right into that critical mode, you stop and you turn to yourself the way you would a good friend. So those are the three elements you want to get started with when you're thinking about self-compassion. And I love the idea of just stopping and, and paying attention to, because sometimes it seems like it just needs to be addressed. It needs to be acknowledged. You know, it's like that, that saying what we resist persists, right? Like, so sometimes you just need to look at it and, and so it can be addressed, dealt with, and, and you can move forward. So I love the idea about the chakras and how the chakras have anything to do with betrayal at all. I Every time I, I learn about the chakras, I'm so amazed. It's so, there's so much to learn and there's so, it's so interesting how each chakra is just really in charge of all these different areas. Can you walk us through each chakra and what it's doing as far as betrayal, what may, how may it be impacted by betrayal, what it needs to uh, be in better balance because, you know, as a result of the, the betrayal, just walk us through the whole process. Sure. Well, first just talk about what chakras are. They don't actually physically exist. What they are are energy vortexes, which are in your body. And it's important to start to think about yourself as an energetic being. And people are like, I'm not really energy. And I just ask them, think about all the cells in your body came from sunlight. Everything you've eaten is either come from a plant or an animal that ate a plant. So you really are an energetic being. And we actually have a biosphere, which actually goes out several feet where our energy is kind of housed and expands. And so the chakras are just a way to conceptualize these various energy vortexes. And there are seven main uh, different chakras. And I'll go through each of them and talk about them in terms of this context of betrayal. So the and you know what, before, before you do, sure. I just, for, for those, cause I'm always in the minds of my listeners saying, what are they thinking about this right now? And even if you're not familiar with the chakras, think about it. You've been in a situation where you walked into a room and you just felt like there was an energy. You felt like there was somebody really creepy or somebody really trustworthy and you felt it. That was energy right there. So this is, everything is energy. That's true. We just, you know, Einstein had it right. E equals MC squared. Energy and matter are constantly going back and forth and we see ourselves as solid, but we really are trillions of atoms spinning very, very quickly. And as you said, we really uh, 
resonate with other people's vibes. So the chakras are a great way to really connect with your own energy. So if you're going through betrayal, you know, you might not be able to control the other person, the situation, but you can control your energy. So I'm going to take you through all the various ones. I think in terms of betrayal, the most important ones really are the first and the fourth. We want to really focus a little bit more on those. So the first chakra is red. It is located at the base of your spine, basically what you're sitting on right now. And that chakra is really all about survival. It's all about, you know, fight, flight. Am I being fed? Am I being taken care of? Do I have a roof over my head? When we're feeling out of balance in this chakra, we feel really panicky. We feel out of sorts. We feel like I'm not going to be able to like survive, exist. And this chakra is really important. It's like when you think about a giant tree, it has deep, deep roots. If your chakra is not balanced, it's first chakra, you're going to topple right over. And so with betrayal... We feel like totally like the ground has been shifted beneath our feet. The bottom has bottomed down on us. And this is so classic of that stage two. Everybody knows my five stages of betrayal. The the stage two, stage three, the bottom has been, you know, taken away from us. And and we are so think about it. If you're walking down the street and bottom was to bottom out, you would grab hold of whatever you could to stay safe and stay alive. And that's the stage three. And it sounds like that is uh betrayal is a uh, uh, real really impacts that. Um, that root chakra, that first one. Yeah, that's basically Maslow's hierarchy of needs, where you feel like, oh my God, I can't even survive without this person or this business or whatever it is. Um, And so, you know, this one, balancing really is about figuring out what you need to feel grounded and centered. And we all have tools. We don't always remember them. That goes back to that self-compassion piece. What do I need right now? Maybe I need like to cook myself a nice vat of soup, or I need to go walk outside, or I need to get myself a, a pedicure, which is a great way to connect with your feet, really helps you feel centered. Maybe I turn, need to turn on some music and just dance or you know, hit a pillow, do something to feel really secure and grounded. So it's super important to connect with that. Something I love to do is just to envision this chakra, which is bright red, as a ball or vortex, a sphere of energy that is um, spiraling in the clockwise direction. Just allow that to expand. Just connecting with that center can actually help you feel a lot better. So that's our first chakra. Our second chakra is really about um, feeling good in our skin. When we're feeling great in this chakra, it, it is orange in color. We feel like you know good about ourselves, and we feel like we want to you know connect and touch. And this is sort of where our sexual and creative energy is. And in terms of betrayal, this can really be shut down because this is where joy lives. So in terms of you know you've been betrayed, you kind of feel like that whole connection with life force, feeling creative, feeling vibrant is really kaput. So that's where you would feel it in the second chakra. I mean, you could see how that one takes a big hit after betrayal. Yeah, particularly if you've got a partner, like you're thinking about your sexuality and how attractive am I and how comfortable am I in my skin and my, you know, my body image. We can kind of get into sort of eating disorders and addictive behaviors when this chakra is really out of balance because we're looking to feel some pleasure. We're looking for some kind of relief. And this can be, of course, very counterproductive because what ends up happening is you do the destructive behavior and then you're still stuck with the problem that you're not addressing. So you're kind of escaping from it. You can kind of get into doing some damage for yourself. So that's how you know, we might experience betrayal in the second chakra. In terms of the third chakra, the third chakra is right at our solar plexus. So this hits us like right, you know, you know, right in the gut. Mm-hmm. This is where you know our empowerment is, where we feel strong, where we feel empowered, where we feel this kind of vibrancy and confidence. And of course, when we're betrayed, we're like, oh my God, my confidence, how did that happen? Why didn't I see that? So this is a really powerful one. And it's really neat to 
actually scan your body and you can actually feel what's sort of out of sort and what organs are problematic in, in there and all of the various chakras. And, and you know, I have to say, for those who have taken the, the post-betrayal syndrome quiz assessment on the site, and we've had over 6,000 people at this point take it. It's so, I think we have at least 45 or 50% of people who've been betrayed have a gut issue. Mm. And you really can see how the gut is so out of whack with betrayal. And I know I always say it, the gut absorbs, processes, and digests. Think about how difficult it is to absorb, process, and digest a betrayal. Yeah. And that goes back to, you know, we were thinking how all of these chakras are connected. So when we are in fight and flight, we've got that root chakra and that root chakra is going crazy and we're generating all of this cortisol that's putting us into fight and flight rather than rest and digest. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we're really feeling disempowered and having problems with this chakra, which is bright yellow. And again, you can, if you're feeling like this is a problem, you can really visualize that chakra visualizing this bright yellow disc or wearing, I've been wearing a lot more yellow myself. I was told to wear more yellow to feel more empowered. When you wear yellow, you feel happy, you feel empowered, you feel connected with the sun. So that's what you want to try to connect with that life force energy. Now we get to the heart chakra and the heart chakra is really- And before you do, I would love to, I want to go through all of them. And then I would love you to give just like maybe one tip on how to get each of those chakras back in balance. Because so far with betrayal, we've messed up the first three. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. no, no, absolutely. We can, okay. we can do that after the fact. So then we get to the heart chakra and the heart mm. chakra is really, you know, the center and, you know, love is really all there is. Love is the, the biggest divine energy of everything. And the heart chakra is separating the bottom three, which are more about kind of your physicality, your environment versus the top three, which are a little bit more kind of more spiritual. And so the heart chakra, you know, when we're betrayed, we just feel like we've been stabbed in the heart. Mm-hmm. And we can really shut our hearts down. And, you know, the heart is such an interesting organ because it is intimately connected with all of your energy, with every cell of your body. It's sort of feeling, experiencing, of course, the fight and flight, it's beating faster. It is, you know, telling your the other hormones to generate cortisol and to get ready for fight and flight. And so there's this real, you know, connection with betrayal where your heart just wants to shut down. And what, what can happen too energetically is you can actually go into anger because anger is actually a much higher vibration than, you know, grief, depression, sorrow, frustration. So a lot of times we just go right to the angry place. We go right into that cortisol generation place, which is of course terrible for your body because we are um, get into an inflammatory place. And, you know, and anger can do you a lot of uh, difficulty. So it, this heart chakra really gets hit hard um, by and, and, betrayal. And I, and I remember personally feeling like my heart was physically hurting. And I remember saying, and be careful what you say, because I was saying, I remember saying, my heart hurts, my heart hurts, my heart hurts. And, and it physically did. And I remember going to a, a Sunday yoga class and at the time, and she always used to give a life lesson. And she was talking about how, uh, the, the teacher was talking about how, you know, the, when we're scarred, we have a scar. When we're a kid, we're all proud of it. Like, oh, look at my scar. And when we're older, you know, we sort of hide them. And I sort of, so I actually envision, I go, okay, my heart is physically hurting because it's trying to heal. And that's what this pain is. But the pain got worse and I actually wound up in the emergency room. So this is very real, everybody. Feeling feeling some physical symptoms when these chakras are out of balance is a real, real thing. Heartache is real. Yeah, the body and mind really are connected. This isn't just like woo-woo stuff. We mm-hmm. realize that you know when we have certain thoughts, when we have beliefs, it actually has a connection, as you said, with 
you know, feeling like you're having a heart attack, your heart is shut down. And the heart, you know, is very connected to that, that root chakra because if our heart's not working correctly, we can, if our heart stops, you know, we're dead, right? Mm -hmm. So this, this root chakra is going, oh my God, the heart is beating a mile a minute. I'm having heart problems. I'm really not feeling safe and secure. My life is in danger because of course we are programmed to survive. We're programmed to, you know, we've got this reptilian brain that kicks in there as well, which is all about fight, flight, freeze, protect yourself at all costs. So we really, the heart chakra, I think really feels it the deepest in terms mm -hmm. of betrayal. And then we get to our fifth chakra, which is um, bright blue. And this is at our throat. And this is real. We're not able to speak our truth. We get that sort of choked upness. And again, you can feel these chakras like in your body. You're not able to speak your truth. You're not able to feel uh, connected and communicate with people. And the, I think about the throat chakra is kind of the chimney for the heart and the chimney mm. for you know our spirit. So that gets shut down in betrayal where we're not able to communicate with this person. We don't know what to say um, and we don't know how to express ourselves. Wow. Okay. And, and what you said, bright blue for the throat chakra. And again, I mean, how often is it that we, we feel, we'll, we'll explain, we'll say things like, well, my throat closed up. I couldn't even speak. I can't, you know, and I guess that's it. It's, it's this chakra is off. Okay. Tell us about the sixth one. And the sixth chakra is our intuition. So this is where we connect with our divine wisdom. And then, you know, in terms of betrayal, I think about gee, have we been listening to our wisdom? Because really, you know, you do so much of this work. I would think that there are red flags before this happens. And you just ignore that. You're ignoring your intuition. So this is sort of this opportunity to see, okay, both what do I need right now to recover? How do I connect with my deeper sense of knowing? Just not my, just my intellect or just sort of saying, I'm not going to pay attention to these red flags, but how do we connect with our deep wisdom that knows that something's up? And you know, it's so interesting because when I did this study, every single participant said, again, yeah, kind of felt like something wasn't right, but I was too busy. I was too this, I was too that. Not to say that it's it's our fault, but we're so busy uh, thinking and doing instead of feeling and being. And it's in that feeling and being. That's where our intuition lies. And uh, I can see how easily that one gets shut down. Yeah, we don't pay off. attention to it. So when we're, you know, go through betrayal, it's time to really connect with this deep, wise part of ourselves. And then the last chakra is the crown chakra. It is uh, white and or kind of a little bit purple on the outsides. And this is where we're connecting with the divine. And I think with with betrayal, we can really feel cut off from love, cut off from the life force, cut off from the divine, feeling like, how could God do this to me? Whatever your belief system is, like how could this happen? Like the world's not a good place. So I think with the sort of these upper chakras, it's reconnecting and feeling like, okay, maybe there is a silver lining here. There is some good that can come out, which is why your work is so important that people can realize as, you know, as we have had other conversations about this is that we can heal and actually create something better and everything is happening for your highest good. And it's hard to see when we're going through it, but from the other side, it's it's so easy to see because we have we've gained so much clarity, so much wisdom because of what we've been through. And just even our lack of tolerance for certain types of relationships that are so one-sided or gossipy or whatever it is, we've just we've outgrown that and we're looking for something so much richer, so much deeper, so much more aligned with who we're becoming. And I can see how um when we get all the chakras aligned, we just, we are, not, we've outgrown our old identity. 
It just doesn't fit anymore. And we've, we're becoming someone new and we need all of our, you know, we, we need to, to really rebalance everything so we can show up the way, the way we're ready to show up now. So take us, so now, thank you so much, by the way, that was so powerful. Now let's go back to each chakra and let's just imagine each one is really screwed up. (laughs) How do we rebalance each one? What do we do? Well, one of the things you can first do is to envision each of them in the colors. That's a great thing to do, just to do a quick chakra balancing, to envision each of them as a disc, and maybe focus a little bit more on the chakra that you feel is more out of alignment. And even asking that chakra, what does it need? And that sort of goes back to the self-compassion piece where I have my clients actually list body, mind, heart, spirit, and relationships and asking, what would I need in each of these areas? Asking the chakras, what do I need? So let's take the root, first of all. The root is all about feeling grounded and centered. So ask yourself, what do I need to feel grounded and centered? And this can be taking some time walking in nature. Walking barefoot is absolutely fantastic for this chakra. Giving yourself really great nurturing meals. Why I know it's like the tendency is to have that extra serving or two of mac and cheese, extra couple bottles, you know, bottles, glasses of wine to feel better, to think, think about How can I nourish and nurture myself? Getting a pedicure is really fantastic here. And again, wearing red and connecting and feeling rooted and grounded and just telling yourself, you know what? I am safe. I'll get through this. Right. I love that. And you know, and I'll just share this, like red is a very scary color for me, but, and I just don't feel comfortable in it, but that like maroonish red is like, you see, I'm wearing it right now. It's just Mm -hmm. a very comfortable color. So just, so when Dr. Ellen is saying red, your version of red whatever red you feel comfortable with, but it helps. It definitely does. Yeah. Well, color has a lot of vibration. And I find, like I've been saying, I've been wearing a lot of yellow. I was told by a healer, wear some yellow. And I felt like, I feel so different. I never wear yellow, but color is super important. So yes, wearing red can help. Eating red foods can really help. And just connecting with that part and telling yourself, you know what? I'm safe. I'm going to get through this. I have the, I have the resources I need to survive. Reminding yourself, I got this. I can survive. So then we get to the, um, The second chakra, which is orange in color. So again, wearing orange, eating orange foods. Um, For this one, just whatever makes you feel comfortable in your skin. So um, this can be, you know, playing is really great. Uh, It's also really wonderful to dance. So maybe make yourself a playlist that makes you feel joyful and happy and dance. Buying yourself flowers is really a beautiful thing. Being super kind and nourishing and nurturing to yourself getting yourself a fabulous new haircut, maybe buying a new outfit, having a facial, um, letting your feelings out. So getting some coaching, and I know you've got some great resource, getting coaching, seeing a therapist, but feeling comfortable in your skin and figuring out you know, what that is, what kind of pampering you need in order to feel beautiful, attractive, and joyful again. And I'm going to add to that. It sounds like it also means being really clear on what's a yes and what's a no. And I think so many of us have this yes and no confusion. You know, We say yes to all the things that pull us away from what matters. And then we say no to the things that could bring us joy. So let's, you know, let's just get really clear on what's, if if something feels like a no, it's a no. If it feels like a yes, it's a yes and go with it. Yeah, that's really important too, those boundaries, because when you say no to someone else, you're really saying yes to yourself. And I think again, Mm -hmm. as, as women, particularly those of us at midlife, we've really been socialized to put everyone and everything else first. And then we have no energy left for ourselves. So this is all about empowering yourself saying, you know what, I can not take that call. I cannot take that meeting. And taking out your schedule and putting that that weekly massage on there, getting that haircut, 
you know, really taking deep, beautiful care of yourself, caring for yourself the way you would a good friend. So that's a, that's a great tip, tip to set those boundaries. So then let's talk about um, balancing the solar plexus chakra, like right at the center of your chest. Something I love to do again is just visualizing like you have this big shield. This is great. Like as you said, Deborah, about um, the boundaries. So creating, just visualizing that you have this expansive yellow or golden shield that is empowering you, that is strengthening you, that is protecting you to not let in these difficult, fearful energies and maybe that, you know, the energy of that person who betrayed you. So just creating this beautiful, empowered um, boundary. It's also a great uh, chakra to, to lighten up, right? So we've got social media, you know, watch those silly cat videos, mm-hmm. rent a silly movie, watch old Saturday Night Live, um, you know, reruns or the, the Colbert Report, whatever makes you laugh, but just lightening up, saying no, as you said, is super duper important. Um, getting a mentor or a personal coach who can help you to see um, what's going on in your life, help you to feel empowered and really take time to rest and recharge, giving yourself permission to say, if I really love myself, what would I do right now? You know what? And I love, I love something like this where if someone is a parent or you have just somebody you love and they came to you with this saying, you know, I, I feel like I have no boundaries in place. I say yes to everything. I, it, exactly what probably my listeners are feeling right now. What would you say? What would you say to your child? What would you say to that person you'd love? You love, you'd say, well, just say no, take a break, have some boundaries, right? So here we just have to give that wonderful advice to ourselves. Yeah. And that's really important too, because what happens is when we don't say no, then we get stuck into this resentment place. And then we get into this place where our heart shut shut down or we overreact in that empowerment center, that third chakra, because it's like, my needs aren't getting met. So I'm going to yell, I'm going to get angry. And we just, we become unbalanced to the other extreme. So we want to avoid that. So the, yes, the boundaries are super important. So then we get to the heart chakra. So, you know, this is the place where we can love ourselves and love other people. So practicing loving kindness meditation to so saying, you know, making a list of all the people you love in your life and putting yourself in that circle. May you be safe. May you be happy. May you be healthy. May you be at ease. Sitting for five minutes and just sending yourself love, sending other people love, hugging people, seeing a healer. So getting a massage, seeing an energy worker, talking to a dear old friend, uh, utilizing a full spectrum light. So doing what you need to feel loved and connected, uh, you know, to connect with people who love you unconditionally and unconditionally love yourself. And this is why I have six dogs. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, who loves you more than an animal, right? So if you're looking for unconditional love, well, there you go. Get yourself a pet. That is such a great idea because they do, they love us absolutely mm-hmm. unconditional, no matter what they are right. there. And then there's that physical connection, which is so important. And that's a big piece of self-compassion too, is generating oxytocin. So oxytocin is the mammalian chemical of care and connection. And when someone hugs us, we generate oxytocin. When we Actually, when we look at our dogs and they look at us, just looking at your dog for 20 seconds, the research shows you generate oxytocin. But when we touch ourselves, so right now, if you're listening, you know, put your hand on your heart and just say, gosh, I love and care about you. I'm going to help you get through this. Make that physical connection with yourself. Or like, as you said, connect with a pet, someone who loves you really unconditionally. So then we get to the throat chakra. Mm -hmm. Um, And so you feel that tightness. Um, You know, you feel like you can't talk and something to do if you're, if you're dealing with this person who betrayed you, literally turn yourself physically away from them. So like turn a shoulder so that you're not face on. I know when I was going through my breakup with my ex um, and I had to like physically distance myself and not 
sometimes we have to shut ourselves down a little bit so that we can have um, a, a boundary. And so maybe turning, you know, to the turning your shoulder. But if you're opening it up, singing is really beautiful to do. And again, speaking your truth, sharing how you're feeling with someone that you love and trust, who knows you, that you know that you can, you know, you can really um, open up and talk. Um, getting a neck or massage rub is really, really good. Or wearing a scarf, warming up this area of your throat is really powerful. Humming, chanting, just to open up your throat. So those are some things for that throat chakra. And then, you know, I'll keep the, I'll keep the um, sixth chakra really, really simple. Be mindful pause, get quiet, spend time alone. If you haven't tuned into intuition and maybe you're feeling, oh my God, why didn't I tune in? You know, forgive yourself. It's so mm-hmm. easy when we've been betrayed to go into this place of blame and shame and beating ourselves up. Give yourself a break, forgive yourself. You, you'll learn, you'll get through this, but open up that third eye. So focusing on that third eye, maybe spending a little time in meditation. And meditation doesn't have to be crazy. You don't need to visit a guru in India. Mm -hmm. It's just really a matter of focusing on your breath or repeating a mantra like, I am safe, I'm happy, I'm healthy, I'm peaceful, I'm loved. Um, And just be mindful of how you're feeling and maybe asking for some wisdom and guidance and see what shows up for you. Great. And the seventh. And the seventh, you know, it might be a good opportunity to connect with some type of spiritual community. And when our other chakras are all aligned, you know, we naturally kind of open up and we kind of wake up and taking a look. And I know you do a lot of work around finding that silver lining, seeing, you know, asking God, source, spirit, power, whatever you, power, power, whatever you pray to, you know, what am I learning from this? How am I growing? What are the good things that are coming out of that? So try to figure that out. Again, connection, whether they're connecting with your community, which I think is fabulous. The internet's such a powerful way for people to connect. Connect with some spiritual community that makes you feel loved, held, and whole. Amazing, amazing strategies. Okay, you heard it, everybody. That's what goes on with each of the chakras uh, as a result of betrayal. And this is what we can do to, to really get them back into balance. What do you want to make sure everyone knows as we wrap up? I just, that you're loved, you know, that you have this resource of these chakras connecting with that and also the self-compassion piece. Uh, The research is profound. I know in my own life, self-compassion, that that self-betrayal, I used to beat my body and self up like crazy, working out four to six hours a day, never feeling like I was good enough. And self-compassion allowed me just to sail over all of the self-loathing crap. Um, It takes time. Self-compassion is both a state and a trait, but it's like a muscle. You can build it. So you can work it. Start off by just saying, you know what? I love you. I care about you. I don't want you to suffer. Say that to yourself. Look yourself in the mirror. Say, I love you. And connect with your chakras, these energy channels, which are so profoundly powerful. I love that. And where do we learn more about you, Dr. Ellen? So you can find me at either drellenalbertson.com. You can Google me or just Google the Midlife Whisperer. And I am actually having a summit where you actually are part of my summit. That's how we got connected, <laughs> which I'm very excited about. That's starting on May 11th. And I'll provide you with the, um, the link to join that. There's going to be 21 different speakers, which are really going to help women at Midlife. We'll be discussing things like betrayal, discussing things like how to have good relationships. Midlife's a really powerful time because... We're in this really interesting place where we have, we've learned so much, we have so much wisdom, but we're impacting three generations, right? We're impacting our kids, mm-hmm. we're impacting our generation, and we're also, you know, supporting the elderly. So we can have a huge impact on the world and often we feel like, ah, I'm too old, I, you know, I can't do this, but you really can. So we're really going to be providing a ton of resources to empower women in midlife. 
It's a good I, one for midlife. I love it, and I'm proud to be amongst the midlifers for sure. Dr. Ellen, you just shared so much insight, such wisdom with our community, and I'm just so grateful. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you. Wasn't that so interesting? As Dr. Ellen was going through each chakra, it's easy to see how betrayal acts like a bowling ball, knocking each one out of balance. Stay in touch with Dr. Ellen by going to drellenalbertson.com and we'll have all of her information in the show notes at pbtinstitute.com forward slash podcast. Here's my biggest takeaway. As far as self-compassion, remember the three elements. Number one, be kind versus critical. Two, common humanity. And three, mindfulness as it relates to noticing when we're suffering. With regard to the chakras, I'd suggest choosing the one you feel needs the most attention first. Focus on it. Give it what you know what particular thing that it needs to rebalance, whether it's eating certain foods, wearing certain colors, and implementing something to show yourself some self-love, self-compassion, and self-care. Of course, it's always helpful to know what's been impacted by your betrayal, so take the post-betrayal syndrome quiz at pbtinstitute.com forward slash quiz and the PBT Institute membership community is coming. Imagine everything you'd ever need to become your physical, mental, emotional best. Community, support, certified coaches and practitioners that you could schedule time with. Daily classes on all kinds of interesting topics. Curated experts teaching advanced strategies in the areas of health and mindset, spirituality and personal development. Imagine the most friendly, welcoming and supportive place to become your best all online. I'm so excited to welcome you to it. It's the pbtinstitute.com forward slash join. Go there to learn more. If it's not open right yet, it will be very, very soon. Thanks for listening. Can't, can't wait to be with you next time. And here's to your breakthrough.